This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of 1 John. hate him. No, come on, you're a liar. You hate him. Just admit it. Just say it. Do you understand? Sometimes we do that in prayer. Listen to me. This is so important. This is really, really, really important because I see a lot of Christians struggling because they try to play games with God in their prayer life. God, you know I'm a good person. He's already said you're not a good person in the Bible. He says there's no such thing. Jesus said there's only one who is good and he's on the throne and you're not him. John the Apostle wrote in 1 John that if you hate your brother, you do not have fellowship with God. Pastor Robert exhorts us today to really examine ourselves and see if there is any hatred towards another person in us. While we might be able to fool ourselves, we cannot hide our hearts and motives from our Creator. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with part two of today's message in the book of 1 John. This old commandment, he says, I'm just reiterating something that you've known from the beginning. And that points us back to the first half of the chapter that we looked at two weeks ago. Love God, trust His love for you, and obey His word because it's in your best interest. It's in your best interest to trust him and obey what he says. And and John says, this this is nothing new. I'm I'm telling you, trust your father. What he wrote in the book, it's it's for you. It's it's in your best interest. It's it's for your well-being. Trust that and do what he says to the best of your ability. Not in the sense of a law, but in the sense of relationship with him. Affection for God expressed by trusting in His love and living in obedience to His Word to the best of your ability. And then the new command that He refers to is the one we read just a moment ago from Jesus. John chapter 13. Love one another as I have loved you. And John drives his point home here in 1 John chapter 2 by confronting the hypocrisy and the error of anyone who claims to be living in the light, claim to be a Christian, but they're holding a grudge towards somebody, to put it in modern terms. He warns us that the one who hates his brother or sister in Christ is not walking in the light. They are still in darkness, and they're so blind that they don't even realize that, that they're in darkness. That's the most frightening kind of ignorance, you know what I mean? I remember a teacher, when, when I first came to Jesus, the, there was a preacher that really, um, a pastor that really took an interest in me, David Perry. He, he, had, he made a real impact on, on my life. And um, 
interesting guy because he was a part-time preacher. He would go into churches that were having problems if, if the, you know, they had a situation with their pastor or whatever. He would go in and mentor the, the leaders in the church and help them rebuild. And, and um, many times he would be there a relatively short period of time and then, and then he would move on. He always had a, uh, kept a full-time job. He was a businessman, personnel manager for a restaurant company when I knew him. And uh, great guy. But I remember him doing a sermon one time from Genesis chapter 1. And he talked about, you know, in, in Genesis chapter 1, it, it tells us that in the beginning, the earth was formless and void. Darkness covered the face of the deep. The Holy Spirit hovered over the waters. And David said, that's the condition of a man without Christ. There's just nothing there. It's just, there's such darkness that you don't even know that you don't know. And that's what he's talking about here, that we can be so blinded by hatred. The problem with this is many times we don't want to call it hatred. We want to call it something else. You know, we, we make excuses for it. We, we rationalize a little bit and play head games with ourselves. Well, I don't really hate the guy. I just don't like him. I don't hate him or anything. He just irritates me. I don't hate him, but, yeah, I mean, he made me mad, but I don't hate him. I had a teacher um, a few years ago. I went back to Guatemala to study Spanish, do a refresher with my Spanish, and I remember I was talking with my teacher one day. It was just one-on-one, -on -one, me and the teacher, and I was sharing a little bit about what we do here and, and about the testimony of Alex Piagetti, our missionary in Brazil. One of my, he's one of my dearest friends. And, um, but Alex was a drug dealer when he was a young man growing up here in, in Miami Beach. And he, um, the police officer, the detective that sent him to prison uh, became a good friend of mine. And he was telling me one day, he said, you know, Alex was a real bad guy. And you, anybody that doesn't believe in God has a hard time explaining what happened with Alex Piagetti. Because he went into prison a really bad guy. And he came out of prison a different man six and a half years later. God changed him. And it's, he said, and, and this was someone who at the time didn't know didn't know Jesus, this detective. He's like, you can't explain it apart from God. It was a miracle in his life. So I was explaining to my teacher in Guatemala that Alex was a really evil man. And my teacher's eyes got really big. He said, Pastor, you can't say it like that. I think I called him a mal hombre. Un hombre muy mal. He said, you can't say it like that. I said, why not? That's what he was. No, you can't. That's too harsh. And I said, well, then how would you say it? Él tenía una cola machucada. He had a crushed tail. Yeah. And he, he said, think about it. In his past, behind him, there was destruction. Okay. What's the point? Of, he was a bad guy. What's the point of not just saying he was an evil man? We need to soften it up, right? We need to make it more polite. We have to be more gentle. I don't really hate him. I mean, I don't hate him. No, come on, you're a liar. You hate him. Just admit it. Just say it. 
you understand sometimes we do that in prayer? Listen to me, this is so important. This is really, really, really important because I see a lot of Christians struggling because they try to play games with God in their prayer life. God, you know I'm a good person. He's already said you're not a good person in the Bible. He says there's no such thing. Jesus said there's only one who is good. And he's on the throne, and you're not him. So no, you're not a good person. God, you know I don't really hate that guy, but... And God says, yes, you do. You do hate the guy. You just haven't really come to grips with the fact that you're capable of hatred. And so we can't really work with this. God, you know I'm not a... You know, I'm not, really a, I'm not really a thief. I mean, I only stole that one. And God says, no, you're a thief. And the minute you come to grips with it and you can come into agreement with God and, and just, it, God, I hate the guy. I hate him. I, don't, I, know it's, I know it's bad. I know it's wrong. But I hate him. And I can't help it. You know what God says to that? Now I got you. No, that's not what he says. What he says is, now we can go to work on it. You can't change that about yourself. But God can change that. God can change that. God can actually change your heart. When we stop making excuses, I hear it comes in all different forms. You know, I'm Puerto Rican. That's just the way things are. You know what I mean? And fill in the blank, right? Fill in the blank. Italian, you know. I'm from the South. That's just the way we do. Come on. You know? I hear it from everybody. I'm from New Jersey. I'm from Boston. You know, I'm a Southie. You hear all kinds of excuses. We make all kinds of excuses. We rationalize. We try to soften it. I'm not really, he's not really a bad person. Yes, he is. The minute we come into agreement with God, now God can, can actually go to work in our hearts and our lives. We talk about a person being blinded by hatred, and the Bible says that is a real problem. That is a literal danger. That you can be so blinded by your resentment and hatred of another individual that you don't even realize you went way off course. You are so far off course in your life. And you don't even see it. Because your vision has been obscured. That's literally what the Greek words say. Your sight is obscured by the hatred for this one person. We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you were listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us again on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio. Radio.